Hi, this is Web37 Daily, a 1.37 p.m. daily Twitter space on all things NFTs and Web3. I just gave context to everybody that what we're doing to Web37 Daily for like two seconds. Haven't even really started, but basically thanked everybody for joining. Thanked everybody for 25 days of POAP and differentiated 25 days of POAP from Web37. And uh, introduced Danny for like half a second. And here we are. Beautiful. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm incredibly happy to be talking with you right now and Sinan feel free to jump in and at any point I'm sure we'll just start rapping back and forth you can keep us on the tracks a little bit and and kind of make sure we get some questions in there I think we'll just kind of jam a little bit back and forth um, for 20 or so minutes here and then see if there's some some questions what have you Daniel I'm going to I tend to take things left, you know, left and right and all over the place. And, and oh, I'm yeah. excited for our chat to kind of, you know, yeah. kick off this show that we're doing and, and really focusing on whether it's creators or games or platforms. And we had a fun combo, maybe for like 30 minutes on FaceTime the other day. And I've been a fan of yours for long before I ever knew what the hell an NFT was, mm-hmm. which is fun and cool for me. And so I want to kick it off. We'll get into a little bit of who you are, where you're from, all that jazz. But I want to ask you first, when, because none of this NFT project happens without computers, and I don't think any of your work that I came to know you by, which is how you utilize Instagram to spread a message, happens without computers. What was your childhood like of like computer and video games on computers or like your first Photoshop? Like who who yeah. is it to making stuff on a computer? That's a great question. That's a great first question. Um, yeah, man, I was just uh, just telling someone how what's going on with NFTs right now really reminds me of what was happening with uh, YouTube in like 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was... I'm 26 now, so in 2006, 2007, I was in fifth grade. I was making YouTube videos back then. Um, you know, before that, I was still and making. And what was movies. like? Where did you get introduced to YouTube, and what did you shoot those on? Did you have brothers and sisters? Because I remember I with me and my buddies because my parents always had the over the hand shoulder VCR at home camera yep. that led to us messing around. And I really don't believe I have interest in NFTs today without like my parents being into this random tech stuff same bro same i mean we had like my mom got a mother's day gift one year was this dv tape recording camera and she never used it i just fully adopted that thing on my own and uh, that was even earlier you know than fifth grade that was like third third grade maybe a few years before youtube even came out yeah the oldest of three siblings so you know, I would always use my siblings, my younger brothers and sisters as actors. I would force them to be in these home movies. The house always smelled like ketchup because I would use ketchup as fake blood. I would like be making these like glory <laughs> horror <laughs> movies. Yeah. I, and I didn't have anywhere to post it. You know, there was yeah. nothing like that. Not, no place to post these videos. And uh, the closest thing that I had to that would be like I would have my friends over from school and we would all crowd around this one and a half inch screen from the camera. And I would just show them these completely unedited, you yeah. know, uh, home movies. 
Um, it wasn't until maybe a year or two later when my dad just <laughs> comes home from the Apple store one day and he bought an iMac and, uh, you know, holy shit, dude, that, that's what changed the game. Um, yep. I learned iMovie, I learned GarageBand. A year or so later, we're reading uh, a Wired magazine, or he's reading the Wired magazine at the kitchen yeah. table. And it's like, hey, here, there's this article, this new site called YouTube. And we go up to that, that same iMac and we like go on YouTube and we're just watching like the weirdest early internet type shit. And, yep. uh, it wasn't too long after that until I started uploading, you know, my own videos on there. And dude, I'm like, you know, I amassed like my, my first videos were domino toppling. That was my hobby. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm walking around the halls of fifth grade. Like, I'm like, dude, no one here knows what YouTube is. No one knows I have yeah. 500 subscribers on there. Like, what a weird thing. And I, you know, that's what like there's so many parallels with like what's going on and how people are talking about NFTs right now to that same feeling I had back Amen. then. I'm like, nobody knows what YouTube is really people. Like as I aged up, got into like middle school, people were kind of hating on YouTube. Who, what, what's this weird motherfucker doing yep. you know, with his videos at home? Why yep. is he so quiet in he school? He has no friends, you know? Yeah. And, yep. and then like a few years after that, everybody and their mother wanted to be on YouTube, you know, like 2012, 2013, 2014. And now with TikTok and everything, everyone in their grandmothers wants to be on like TikTok. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, I've, I've seen this movie before, you know? Yeah. Um, but that was the, that was the narrative back then. I was just like doing my thing. And, and, you know, if it wasn't for my parents, just like, like you said, copying that random tech and just letting me do my thing, I, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. It's, it, it feels even more compounding. Like for some weird reason, I feel like the amount of time I played Roller Coaster Tycoon, the internet in general, and NFTs at times, I'm like, oh, this is a game of who's the best at, you know, lemonade stand. And like who can make the formula and play the longest and like stay, you know, there's just this like game theory kind of through everything. Um, and I just go back. I'm like, oh, it feels like I'm literally playing Sims like back in the day. And the only reason I played Sims is because my pops – like bought the big ass Dell PC tower, <laughs> big ass screen. And like I had the thousand free hours of AOL. Um, yeah, let's go. Hell yeah. When, thousand when, free hours. <laughs> thousand free hours is the shit, man. When did you develop a character? You know, I, I always like doodled these characters in class growing up. I never committed to like a mascot though, so to speak. Like it would always be random one off you know, monsters and sketches of creatures, cute, cuddly, all the way to like, you know, ferocious looking beasts on my homework. And I remember, um, I don't know why this memory sticks out, but it's like, it's a eighth grade Spanish class and I'm doodling on my Spanish notes. It was always the boringest class. It's like that, you know, 1230 PM, like crash in the, uh, in energy yeah. you're just like struggling to keep your eyes open yeah. and uh i'm just like daydreaming like damn like wouldn't it be cool to like draw for a living like i don't know what that means and how anybody would go about doing that maybe i could illustrate for children's books or something but I just remember that being the feeling and, and having no clue on how to go about doing that and uh 
you know, I had a little bit of a YouTube audience at the time. I was doing like live action comedy skits. I had my Justin Bieber hair. Mm-hmm. I would get recognized at the mall by like 13 year old nice. girls. I'm like <laughs> yeah. 14. And, uh, I would also sketch these characters in those videos. It was like very early signs of like what cool man coffee Dan would come to be years later. But, um, yeah, one day in, in 2017, a few, a few months after my first animated viral hit, I came up with like this naked white cat thing with two dots for nipples, kind of creepy, kind of cute. And he's telling the viewer that you're special and, you know, you should tag someone who, who needs to hear that. And, uh, that video did really well. And it was my first piece of merch. It was like a little enamel pin. It was the first character to go on a hoodie um, that I ended up, you know, making like a thousand hoodies of in 2019. And they all sold out, which was wild. But, you know, that was like the first character to me where I saw the appeal and people really liked how he looked. Maybe he was unsettling or maybe he was adorable and everything in between. And, you know, he had this message like, you're special, makes people laugh, smile, whatever, feel special. Mm -hmm. And he's evolved over the years to be more stumpy, chubbier, cuter, um, to the special that we all know today. And when it came time for me to figure out like, what character do I make a generative project out of? I'm like, dude, I'm going to come at this shit you know, with all the firepower I got, like, this is my main dude. This is like the character that it took me 26 years to make, you know? So he's like the character from my, from my world, from my imagination, everything I've ever done creatively kind of led up to him, you know? Yeah. How do you, you know, I, I know this and why I kind of taking you to that story because look, I have, I have cool, I own some cool cat stuff. Everyone knows what's happening, you know, board ape and this notion of just characters and people having affinity or part of communities around characters, like how many people have tattoos of Bugs Bunny and, you know, just the time that goes by of it. And so would you say it's 2017, like that kind of the character has been with you and like really part of a relationship that you have as a human, you know, and now via this character, like with your existing community, because it's really what I want to get into a little bit is I'm very fascinated at how it plays out with creators that have been in the game for a while that have communities that not much has changed outside of the ability for said community to now collect things digitally at the speed of, you know, light and extrapolate on it. Right. And and build on it. And so what's, has it been, it was 2017, the character's about four years old and his NFTs are just another environment for characters. Yeah. I mean, 2017 was what started it all for, for me, like 27, the, the summer of 2017 was my first animated video I've ever posted on the internet. And it just went stupid viral. You know, this video called snakes have legs it's my most viral hit to date. Um, so that was like the first time I saw that these simple characters, um, even though I didn't really know how to animate, um, I just kind of like put them out there and, you know, put out a good storyline or a good punchline with them. And 
didn't matter if the visuals were overtly simple. Like it was the messaging and the story that made it relatable, you know, around the world. It made it universal. Um, so, so 2017 was definitely the first year where all this popped off. And it's crazy to think that, that that's four years ago. Is it four years ago or five years ago? Jay? I guess five now. It's 2022. You're right. Holy crap, bro. Oh, my yep. God. Yeah, man. I mean, that's when it all started for me, bro. I was <laughs> 2017. I was living with five other dudes in, in Brooklyn, you know, paying uh, cheap Brooklyn rent. Eating ramen, getting you know, going to the deli to pick up some pretzels for dinner, type shit. Just ho- hoping and wishing and, and thinking something might stick. Hoping before something we go would stick. Really, hoping, before Frank. we really go into the NFT project itself, the ten thousand you know generative of the specials. Where else, you, Danny, as a you know business artist, creator, what have you? What other projects have? the character been involved in i believe there was a book obviously hoodies outside of nfts completely where are are you showing up how are you thinking about things obviously you have your instagram your daily content there completely aside from nfts what's happening with the character yeah so with spesh being my main guy you know over the past few years when i would think of okay what design goes on a hoodie what design goes on a t-shirt um, what should I paint on this brick wall in Bushwick as a you know cool little mural? Um, he's always been my go-to. So the beautiful thing I think about um, my characters is that they can be posted anywhere. You know, they could be put on a coffee mug. They could be put on a. Uh, they could be blown up and cover a sky. It's projected on the side of a skyscraper. They could be. Uh, a little trinket, you know, just a little uh, like I just released my vinyl little toy figure. Like it could be anything. It's very applicable mm-hmm. to uh, all sorts of things. And, and I think that's what's so fun about Spesh. But when, yeah, like when I had to figure out my first merch drop in 2018, like I said, with the enamel pin, boom, I put mm-hmm. Spesh on that enamel pin. The hoodies, there's a bunch of sp- <laughs> like discontinued hoodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've been seeing floated, floating around on eBay recently, which is wild, from like 2019 with the original uh, uh, look of special on the back of hoodies. Um, but yeah, and then I, I started writing my book in March of 2020 when the world started going to shit around me and I, uh, I needed to focus on something other than that. Um, yeah, I was like, damn, like what should I title this book? I'm like, dude, like why overthink it? Like run with the motto that I've been going Mm -hmm. with your special. Um, and you have special on the cover of that book. And and it's this book about special taking you throughout chapter to chapter, teaching you different life lessons that you're better off hearing than not and introducing you to other characters. There's a bunch of like a few of the one of ones from the NFT collection are inspired directly from the book. Um, so it's always been like, it's always been special or bust, you know, it's like mm-hmm. he's, the, he's the one that gets everybody smiling and in a simple way, it's such a simple character with such a simple message. His message is two words or one and a half words, like you're special, yours literally spelled you are, <laughs> yep. you know, it's misspelled, it's cute. And, you know, like my idea was like, like on the hoodies, I had your, the words, you're special on the front, on the book, I have it as the title. It's the simplest 
way to make someone's day and it's just eye-catching and then you have the character special to go with it it's like a beautiful thing that it's tough to manufacture something that 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 combo like emulate it's a very special emotion that and reaction that it gets out of people and i got lucky i just kind of stumbled upon it i fell into it you know one day in 2017 and saw that people really vibed with it but you can't like manufacture that over and over and over again no you can't emotion right like what we're talking about and which so nfts in general like people get confused and there's a lot of the red pill blue pill or whatever that combo is and it's like if you look at a screen and you didn't know anything was nfts and you had 10 images and it was like, what's your favorite? Every human has a favorite. Like there's mm-hmm. a mo- like a, 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 you get drawled in and, and it's because it elicits some form of emotion in you. And whether that's, you know, learning how to look at art or whatever, da, 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 like it comes back to the connection points. And, and one of the things that I've, again, we're going to go into a little bit more here. And kind of my next question is like, people get tied to those things mm-hmm. and you're working a bit backwards and differently than many which is changing by the day led by you and and other you know creators of like you didn't see nfts utilize your talents come up with uh, ip and deploy it you have existing ip existing whether it's skews existing community that may have positive but probably 50 50 or maybe even you know for 55 negative how are you starting to blend the NFT world, the community that holds your project into the daily content you're putting out on social, into merchandise drops or introducing them to your book? Whereas a lot of other projects and speculation drives many things have a character or IP that have drawn emotion out of people, which leads to them wanting to be a part of it, collecting, buying, et cetera. And they then have a roadmap of we're going to put out a book, we're going to put out this, da da da. You have all that stuff. How are you thinking about blending and and coexisting the the pre NFT and the post kind of NFT, you know, world that you have? I mean, it's so it's art first, right? It's art and community first. Um, I'm uh, I'm grabbing dinner with uh, two folks. I'm really excited to hang with Klon and Vidi Hager tonight. Love it. I see Vinny's um, in here. I'm yeah, jealous. They're, they're, uh, we're going to get some, we're going to have a cute, adorable little dinner. Um, West Coast tonight. Boys, right? But um, like something that I really respect from both their stories is their art was pre existing long before NFTs were a twinkle in anybody's eye. And so you have this, yeah, this IP, this, this art that, you know, you care about. It's your baby. And you, you see, once you start learning about NFTs being this new avenue to um, ideally strengthen the community that you already spent your life building, um, then it's like, hell yeah. And that's, that's what I saw from their stories. And that's why I, I think what's happening with, with you know, my animated universe and with Spesh is, is so powerful here. Like, the sure the book already came out and you know you look at my socials and you're like oh this dude has millions of followers on instagram and tiktok or whatever and maybe that's you know that that turns some people off i know like there was some some people saying like ah who's this dude swooping on in trying to make a quick buck it's like no dude like my goal 
since that eighth grade Spanish class was always to spread my art to as many people as possible and ideally make the world a little bit of a better place through that. So, you know, unfortunately with things like Instagram and traditional social media like YouTube, time and time again, creators are just like squashed by the algorithm and, you know, they're kind of treated last and, and it sucks. You know, it's tough to, even with (laughs) my audience, dude, even with the millions of followers, like I'm I'm trying to like get the word out about this book that I spent a year and a half making for all of 2020. And like the algorithm just like fucking kills it. It's like, damn, like I wish I could get to that point where I'm not at the mercy of an algorithm. And I, and I realized that's what web three is. Like it clicked in my head a few days ago, like a few months ago, I realized that's the future of creators, um, putting their hard work out there and everybody benefiting together through that. And so I have all this stuff out, you know, but what this does is it gives me the resources and honestly, just the inspiration and motivation, like the fucking juices, dude, I'm amped up to all of a sudden make everything that I've always wanted to do actually happen this year. Now, do you feel feel you have more of a responsibility than ever to deliver back said things. Like I'd love to hear that just as, as an artist is, do you feel any form of difference in selling a hoodie to someone and your relationship with the owner of said hoodie to someone holding and owning your NFT? I think ideally over time, it all becomes one. Yep. So it's the ecosystem. And although Right now, the NFT crowd is very new to my world, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to a 13-year-old girl from France who's been following me for the past few years. You know, mm-hmm. maybe my videos are her childhood. Yeah. What happens in two years from now when all of a sudden she, you know, starts getting into NFTs and, and her mm-hmm. friends start getting into NFTs and all of a sudden she has this childhood nostalgia that mm-hmm. lives within my animated universe there's this whole kind-hearted community in my Discord, people that have been holding my shit, believe in my shit, welcoming, welcoming her with open arms, saying, hey, yeah, come on through. Like, we'll teach you. Like, it all becomes one. Yeah. Maybe that happens in six months. Maybe it's quicker. Maybe it's in two months. But it all, bec- it all serves each other. It all feeds into each other. This whole thing that I've, I've been building my entire life, I'm very proud to say, is all one thing. It's all mm-hmm. me. I'm the face I, of it. I think know? that, um, you know, on the you know, 16 year old female in France, the, what I guess web three to your point and, and correct me if I'm wrong is there just doesn't seem to have to be a middleman in between said relationship. And so to your point of if it, hopefully at the end of the day, it's all one because the same person that buys the hoodie is able to, you know, you may have their first party data, but contractually continue to bring them value. And or one thing that you and I discussed about for 30 minutes is right now it's 10,000 right now because of the market, because things work to get into your project, to own a piece, an NFT of your project is call it 3000 us dollars or, or if we just want just one Ethereum, which is a very high entry point for the average consumer and or your aspirations of getting art into as many people's uh, hands as possible. I firmly believe 
we're going to, and even just this past week, some of the credit card stuff, StockX just did like putting mm-hmm. glass behind closed doors. I firmly believe you're going to be able to sell digital collectibles that are part of Cool Man's Universe for $5, $7, $12, as well as they won't predominantly be thought of as assets to invest in or flip, but genuinely things people want to collect and own and have around themselves, even if that just means in their camera roll. You know, when that, that mm-hmm. was a little bit of our combo. Where Where's your head at on that? Of like, what's what's coming next? Is it, do you want to do some more NFTs and increase ownership? Are you focused and, and just really doubling down on these 10,000, making sure that those, you know, relationships are, are as tight as possible? Or it's probably both, but where's your head at on, on kind of that? Yeah, and I, I realized I didn't answer your question from before. Yeah, everyone who's holding a spash is going to get the fucking dopest benefits. And, you know, I announced the quarter one roadmap. I'm making sure I'm executing on everything quarter by quarter because obviously everything with COVID is weird. I want to make sure everything that I'm able to do is able to be done. So, of course, you get in at that, like you said, that one Ethereum $3,000 entry point. I'm bending over backwards to make sure you're having a fucking blast, right? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so after our, you know, you told me that over a FaceTime, dude, the $5 NFTs, and you tweeted it yesterday, and I was at a dinner, um with uh with spencer x a few days ago he says what's up by the way oh i love that uh, you gotta call him back he called me yeah. <laughs> uh but i was telling him about how you were telling me about five. i'm like dude like tyler's on to something like that is genius and it's, it's getting me really excited about what's possible there because you know I, I named my collection cool man's universe for a reason you know we have spesh right now then there's the one of ones right who are mm-hmm. not spesh it's you know one that like uh, like Gary owns a gorilla, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's my original shape guys, triangle and rectangle, one of ones. There's an iguana, like there's a devil, there's an alien, there's a ghost. Like there's all this, these different characters. This universe expands wildly over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Majority of the collection right now is special, yes. But where this goes between, um, you know, <laughs> yeah i can't yeah well, what, what just pops into my head is just yeah. what's happening in comic books and i'm not a marvel person or at least i haven't been but then i just over the last two or three weeks i've probably seen some more marvel yep and i i'm late to the conversation about the marvel party sure but if you look at what's happening in comic book resale and collectibles there but like they just every week it's like a new netflix show about a marvel show moon knight is like the new one, right? That's like hot Netflix, huge show. If you go back to Moonlight, like showed up on like the 17th page, probably of some random comic, like in the back, like hanging with the crew and like had one line for like six years. That was it. Right. And then someone was like, oh, this is a universe and let's build out Moon Knight and keep going down there. Clearly people like that. And now 16 years later, it's, I mean, there's people that are fans of Moon Knight that have no other affinity or affiliation to well there's dude like i've been i've been using that marvel example they do it right with the hype and building out that like you know you like multi multiverse they call it like there's so many different personalities to explore and get people really hyped on you want to like 
you want to feel like you know a character, even though they're fictional. It's what Walt Disney did with with uh, Mickey Mouse, you know, and, and then he built the friends around him. You have Minnie Mouse, you have Goofy, like you have Donald Duck, like they all have their distinct personalities. Same with Jim Henson and the Muppets. Kermit is very different than mm-hmm. a I mean, Oscar. Like, they're very different than a Miss Piggy. Like, you know, it's a cookie it's, monster. No one ever given him love. <laughs> I love cookie monster, bro. I mean, that dude's, you know, he, he was, he was eating veggies for a little bit back there. I think they rerouted that. That was weird. <laughs> but, um, you know, like you think about these fictional characters that people know and love, you think about, you know, the, uh, they call them like Disney adults or whatever that like are at Disney world every day or something. But like, these characters are not real, but you don't give a shit because they feel real to you. Whether you have memories associated with them, they got you through tough times and all, you know, all of that, like the DMs and the messages that I've gotten on my pages over the years, um, you know, starting in 2017, when I started putting out these animated characters in a very real way, transcending culture and language, I'll have kids from Indonesia hitting me up, dude, saying, Hey, like, this is the third time this week I've visited your page. I'm having a really tough one and your characters are helping me get through it. And they'll come back to hang out with these. They're fictional, but it doesn't matter. It's helping you in a very Mm -hmm. real way. It's having a very real positive effect on your life. And I think that's the really beautiful marriage that I'm doing here or, or trying my best to do over time is marrying what these characters stand for, you know, positivity, mental health, love, self-confidence, and injecting that into the NFT world and bridge it, hopefully bridging that gap, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful transition that we find ourselves in the middle of. I've had a lot of artist friends hitting me up that I never would have thought would have been into NFTs. You know, they're hitting me up. Yeah. Saying, I'd love to start my own collection. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, let's go. Like whatever you need mm-hmm. from me, let me help you. It's happening, man. The shit is. is happening very quickly. It is. And that's why it was so fun when I saw their project. I'm like, we've been, you know, more or less having a lot of the same conversation forever. And then now this new tech just empowers it. And it's it's been pretty cool to see because we were kind of like just internet friends that would do the same thing. Pop in and say, what's up? How you doing? Uh, I'm going to shift gears on you. What are some of, give me two or three other projects that you like that are maybe different or left field or things that you've got your eye on. I know you're going to, you know, you, that's a pretty heavy hitter dinner tonight. You three, I love what Vinny's doing. I love the, just like the, the, the letters being able to, there's something about Photoshop and the PFP and layers to the PFP. Like Erica, who's in here, who has herself with a little bit of background and then a, a kind of her NFT, like, in there photoshopped before it was funny i i still kick myself if you know me on for the longest time on instagram my photo was the emoji of the eyes and i would edit it for like santa hats and all that but now i'm just going down a random rabbit hole who are some of your favorite creators and and uh in the space or projects that you've been checking out yeah dude so two of which are obviously the homies i'm chilling with tonight um i was telling Vinny how um, his, he, he bridged this really beautiful gap between fine art, this stuff that he's been doing his whole life. Um, and you know, not shying away from like, Oh, not, not poo pooing digital art. He's taking his very real, very beautiful 
paintings and drawings and marrying it with this movement that's going on right now. And it didn't lose any of its like dopeness. If anything, it just changed into a whole new thing and was able to appeal to a whole new crowd. And I was telling him straight to his face, like, this shit is so cool, man. And like, you have people that use it as the background uh, of their other, you know, NFTs that they bought. Some people married, you know, my special and like uh, any background. And it's, it's really cool. That's like one of the few examples I've seen. It's not a character. It's line art. It tells a beautiful story, um, all hand drawn, which blew my mind even more. And respect to him for just making that leap of faith. And obviously it worked out in his favor. Uh, what's, what Klon's, what Klon already did, obviously, like insane. Um, but what he's doing with uh, his pets are really exciting to me. And, and where that goes, he's building a fucking Pokemon universe. Mm-hmm. Super, super dope on that. Um, and I'm also hyped up to see more from Invisible Friends, like real sick animated gifts coming out of them. It's a, it's a new topic. Um, it's, it's a very new aesthetic look Yeah, and, uh, I've, I haven't dove in too much on them, but I've been hearing the buzz. Have you um, tapped in or are you aware of the animators behind the project? No, I, I haven't even started my homework that much yet. Yeah. Which is amazing. Like the, uh, another thing, just collaboration. Like when I hear you're going with Vinny and, and, and um, and Klon tonight, like there just seems to be this aptitude to, collaborate and and win together and to my understanding it's i i believe dk is one of the animators involved in invisible friends i don't want to botch the other one his mm. name i think it's marcus or marcos i believe um but on their own have just amazing you know work and then come together to do this project and has been building amazing buzz gonna ask you real quick for those that are listening or you know my sister creative herself what's been your relationship with time there's a lot of people that see the opportunity to create put out sell obviously distribution and building demand is its own creative exercise if you were talking to someone that was listening right now that said hey i don't put out content i like to create stuff in my room i'm talented but i don't understand the community building aspect of it or what have you like I, I draw for my friends or a paint or whatever but now i want to get into nfts what would be your kind of advice knowing that from a financial grab perspective or or it having any impact in your bank account again this has been a 12 year five year seven year journey for you what would you say to individuals and then maybe go for it like put it out there and you just got to realize people need to see it to engage with it or know it. Or you may say, wait five years or somewhere in between. Like what's kind of your, Hey, I want to do this advice. Yeah. Well, so it's an interesting one. Cause I, my, my, my motto has always been just like dive in. Like it's been my, it's been my, uh, how I, how I operate, you know, um, throughout any new venture in my life with YouTube, I fell right into it. Um, never knew how to animate, just skipped over four years of animation school and just started making up my own way of doing it. So it's always been just like, go for it. Now with this, it's a little different because they're, it's financial. It's a little more like you don't want to just, you know, risk your life savings and it takes a little more calculated thought. 
Um, so I would say first thing to do for an artist who's like thinking about getting into NFTs is really just like reach out to, to, to people, your friends maybe, who know something about it, maybe know a little bit more than you. Get that conversation started. Ask all your dumb questions. And or if you don't have any of those people in your life, just start joining some discords or like poke around on Twitter, or watch some YouTube videos. When, when my project started uh, getting announced and gaining some steam, dude, I was watching every YouTube video that was coming out about my project to see like what people were saying about it. And I think you can just, it's just very easy to just plop yourself in, dive into the Prana tank, like see what people are saying, ask your questions. It's a very nice community. If you know which community to drop into, like a community like mine on Discord, Everyone's very, very nice. You know, they, they, mm -hmm. I, I watch them, dude. Like, you know, the mods and the people up in my Discord answer questions and you know, from everybody, like mm -hmm. you know, from all walks of life, you know, no matter your skill level. On, or if you know nothing, people are happy to like DM you privately and explain what's going on. So I think that, and, and then like it happens very quick. Like the internet's very quick. You know, a week later, you'll know infinite more than you knew the week prior. And it just kind of like accumulates like that. And then maybe a month into it, you're like, you know what? I got some money set aside. Let me buy my first NFT for a few hundred bucks. Let me see where this goes. You just like, you join the race. Um, that's, 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 I think, the best way to do it. There's a really, beautiful community for the most part like there's always going to be like weirdos and haters and any you know new thing but like from what i've seen 95 percent good amazing people that are down to just like show you the ropes and that's a that's a beautiful thing what uh off the back of that what's it been like for you in terms of putting together either a team around you like what's kind of your crew look like right now are there any new faces that you've connected with through NFT that have kind of supported you and come on the team or is it your kind of your core crew and everyone's, you know, getting up to speed on what's happening in this space. What's been built. What's that been like for you building out? Yeah, man, it's been, it's been a hell of a journey. Um, the first, uh, uh, iteration of the team mostly still stands true. Um, every, a lot of talented people that helped me build this thing and let me focus on the art and also learn, um, all the other areas of, of what goes into building a project like this in the meantime. But that's important for an artist is to just be able to focus on making the art as good as it could possibly be. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters most about a collection. And that's the part that lives on the blockchain forever. So it's been, you know, the past few months um, since, you know, the end of summer when I decided to like finally do this thing. Um, it has been a lot of learning alongside this incredible team, um, to the point where, dude, these mods that would offer their time for free, um, one of which, uh, Ryan, uh, we brought on full time, you know, like he just like absolutely killed it and yeah. his passion and enthusiasm showed and he's, he's absolutely, he's just murdering it right now, dude, Amazing. talking to him every day. Um, so it's, 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 it's like I said, there's so many parallels to, to how I felt when YouTube started becoming a thing. You just, mm -hmm. I've never made so many friends. Like the last time I made so many friends through, you know, so many friends that I never met in real life, but I met them through a community, through the internet, um, was really like 
early 2010s YouTube, dude. Like, it's wild to say that. Were you nervous to release the project? I was, I was definitely, there were butterflies. I was anxious. Um, but I don't think I was as nervous as some other stories I've heard, if that makes sense. Like, I've heard some other creators were like, they like couldn't sleep like mm-hmm. the week. The reason I kind of it. ask is yeah. because I believe everyone has those nerves. And I think we've had like 450, 475 people. And there's the meme on Twitter about quit your job, working at da, 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 da. And you talk about Discord and I'll plug 137 Discord as well, like in terms of connecting with people. Like there's so much happening right now. There's so many people, even the best people in the world at what they do are nervous about what is happening in this space and new tech and new stuff. And I think that it can be used such as Ryan, who's on your team, that sometimes the more nerves, the better what can be on the other side is. And I would just use that of like, if there was butterflies for you to release five, seven, 16, 26 years of work out to the world, I understand why people who are don't like the job or want to get into this, but have no idea where to start. And like, yeah, you can Google what are NFTs, but you need to talk to humans and get thoughts back and forth. Yeah. Like do it, do the thing. I get nervous about, I was, I had ner- coming into this interview. It's like, cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm a little nervous, but then you do it. And it's like sweet. And there's more rewards than ever in terms of curiosity around web three right now. And the returns on getting over any nerves. Oh yeah, dude. If you're comparing it to like the day to day, like in and out nine to five office job where it's, you're nothing but comfortable almost to like a detrimental degree, you're bored out of your mind and you jump into this fucking wild West shit, then yeah, you're going to be nervous as all hell. I think in a way, maybe my nerves were a little more, um, I don't know. Maybe they were subdued a little bit in the final days leading up. I was amped. I was like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but yeah. I wasn't having a breakdown because my whole life has been <laughs> this weird wild West internet shit, dude. You know, I was at, I was at internet meetups in 2009, dude, back when like <laughs> people were getting kidnapped for doing that type of shit. Like yeah. this is, this is my, like, it's, I don't know anything else. You know what I mean? I never really had that real job and I've always been very fortunate where the internet in some, in its mysterious ways, I always found my niche on there to at least make, you know, uh, be able to pay for, for my meals. Um, but this is just like 100%, you're going to be nervous, you know, and I think the only way to do it right and not be nervous to a fault where you're, uh, paralyzed by overanalyzing is talk to people, talk, talk to the people you trust, you know, like talk to people that you get that nice warm feeling from, like they don't like belittle you for not knowing anything. They celebrate getting to teach you everything. I think that's, that's the way to do it. Find out, find out who those people are. And I promise you there's so many people like that out there. Yeah, and it feels more than ever. Cause I, my mom, my mom to this day is like, I don't know what your job is and I don't get it, but yeah, good on you. I think you told me to go to business school or something like that. Yeah. And uh, but I think there's a ton of people that have grown up now with computers or the internet for the last 15 years and inherently believe they're good at it. And to your point, more friends than ever. And I spent enough time around Gary. It's like this is a seminal moment, and putting yourself out there can 
likely have higher returns in the getting into how do I make this internet thing that I like doing and I'm good at a full-time thing. There's a lot of opportunity to do so right now. And it starts with just saying what's up to someone. It's a Renaissance man. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of it, bro. Like this, the amount of um, life, this kind of filled up into me. And, and I've actually, I was more nervous post mint than pre mint, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now I was like, yeah. wow, it worked. This did everything I would have hoped it did. It could have done and more. And now there's so much to do. It's time to like get everything organized. And, you know, I've been a little quiet the past week because there's some big shit churning, you know, and it's like yeah. putting the pedal to the metal and actually making sure I deliver on everything this year and beyond. Um, but it was like, it was like that feeling of like, you know, you have a director, like, you know, like a Scorsese type, you know, head in the books for three, four years making that movie. And you, you almost don't have time being nervous. And then the movie releases and it's like the number one hit in America or something. And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. And all the emotions catch up to you because you haven't set up <laughs> to actually process all of it. I think that's kind of more how I felt. But it's a dream come true, man. I mean, my goal with my art was always just to have it affect as many people in a positive way as possible. And now with what's happening before our very eyes, there's, <laughs> there hasn't been a boring day yet this year, dude. Um, now the resources are all there to make that happen. Like to degrees that I never would have thought possible, man, it's going to be it's just going to be a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. Well, look, I'm going to open the floor here. First, I'm going to open it to Shammy uh, to help with the Poe app side of things and make sure we get that out there so people can collect their Poe app for tuning in. Um, and then if anyone has a question or want to fire something at Danny, uh, I see we've got a request. And I'm going to bring on Nefer. But Shammy, you there? Take it away. Yeah, I am. Great interview as always. Uh, Danny, pleasure to have you. The first time, I just want to point out, the first time I was ever introduced to your art was actually a video you worked on with Dan Mace back in 2018, oh, I believe, around the Casey Knights that day. So uh, I've been a fan of your work since then, and the characters are still seen there just based off the emotions you give these you know, broken cameras and everything with your doodles. So just always a fan of the work. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's straight up 2018, dude. Wow, you've been around. Uh, 26 as well. So you know what, like-minded, I hope. But uh, let's get into the Poe app for the moment so everyone uh, waiting uh, can claim uh, today's drop. So first and foremost, make sure everyone has the Poe app app installed on your mobile phone. This is going to be with the secret phrase. Danny, do you have the Poe app mobile app? I would love for you to be able to claim yours as well. Let me get on that right now. <laughs> if not, we'll definitely make sure you get it uh, in the cool. meantime. Yeah, I'm stoked on how this came out, man. It's such a cool little – it looks like a coin from the future. Uh, I, I – there's a few things I'm as addicted to as POAPs. All right, I got it. I guess we'll handle it. Uh, I'll chat with you guys after this. Yep, that works. Sounds great. Um, so for everyone who has the app open and ready to go, uh, this is going to be case sensitive, and it's going to be a longer one, but it should be pretty easy to spell. So the secret phrase for today is, cool man, coffee Dan, thinks you're special. And then lower carrot three to make a heart. All one word. 
all one word, but case sensitive. So the C in both cool man and coffee Dan are capital thinks mm-hmm. is cap the T and thinks is capital and so on and so forth. And is your like you, Y O U R E no apostrophe. Like you are just like how, uh, the universe, oh, you are two words just like, you know, the letters you are just like how Danny uh, writes it like on, on the, in the brand. Correct. U is capital. R is not correct. Beautiful. Cool man. Coffee, Dan thinks you're special. And then you make a heart with the lower, the small carrot and the three. Nice. Secret not found. Less than symbol. Less than symbol. Three yeah. for it? You oh, just make a little I didn't heart. have special capitalized. My bad. I'm talking this out with y'all. All right, Everyone struggles with it. It can happen. But let's see what's going. I think people are claiming. Sweet. While people are claiming, uh, yep. my man Nefer.eth with a little alien friend, fire away. What's up, guys? Um, I am thinking about buying a speech. Um, you know, newer to the Discord and the community, trying to take some profits and expand my horizons in the new communities and really liking what I'm seeing. You know, I haven't been able to dive into everything so far. So if you can, you know, give a newbie in this project, uh, somebody who's interested in buying in these in this good market time right now with, you know, being a little under one ETH, um, you know, what are some things you guys are working on? What are some things from a community standpoint that, you know, would be enticing for, uh, you know, things I've seen in Alien Friends and Crypto Mori's and, you know, some of the other, you know, smaller projects that just have incredible communities and that are, really building out these utility platforms. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you guys are working on. Hell yeah, dude. And I appreciate you uh, looking to get in. And I, I would suggest, uh, you know, get whatever speaks to you. That's uh, that's kind of what I've been running with. Get whatever special um, you, you feel like you have that personal connection with. You feel like it speaks to you, whether it's a favorite color or... Um, you know, they're holding a particular animal or baby that you fuck with. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's going to be an insane year, something that I've always wanted to do in my creative career, but just never had the the resources quite to do it. Um, right out the gate with the quarter one roadmap, I'm dropping, you know, I, I announced the partnership with Metal Inc. I announced the uh, first drop from the merch collection coming out in February. Um, and I announced the first IRL, uh, event that's coming up in March, which is going to be a private film screening up in New York city where you, uh, where everybody will get to see, um, you know, this, uh, never before seen pilot episode from my universe and, you know, just fun excuses to bring people together all the while. And I have that disclaimer at the end of the quarter one roadmap that, Dope partnerships and brand collabs and all that shit is uh, not listed. And that just kind of pops up randomly like the Crocs collab that's dropping any day now. And I'm keeping my lips sealed as to when exactly that's dropping. But it's going to be a dope surprise for everybody when it finally does. Um, And then zoom in all the way to the end of the year. That's fire. Oh, yeah, dude. No, that's that's a done deal. 
Um, and uh, there's like been like some fun uh, images floating around the internet of, of Spesh Rock and his Crocs. Um, but uh, Art Basel 2022 is going to be insane. It's going to be absolutely insane. And we're already planning for that. We already got some massive uh, brands locked on to that to make that some, you know, just the absolute uh, most insane thing it could possibly be. If anybody was at my past Art Basel show, uh, just times it by 10 pretty much from this past give year. A quick, give two seconds on what you just did down, uh, down Art Basel. Yeah, it's been a, po- a wild past few months, man. Um, like two weeks before Mint, um, this was my first Art Basel show, and I, you know, popped up my first uh, coffee shop called Your Special Coffee uh, in the heart of Wynwood. Uh, just this big pink building covered with my, you know, graffiti speci cats, and uh, there was a speakeasy bar in the back, and at night that was bumping. And we had this secret menu item. You had to come in and order the Bob Marley Extra Crispy, which is just this stupid inside joke from Tenacious D. Uh, and you got that whitelist spot for the mint. And I met so many real cool people, dude. I had book signings there, parties. Um, I got <laughs> – there was a free tattoo night. Everybody was just rolling up getting tattoos of Spesh. Uh, yeah. I got one on my neck. Uh, just wild times. My dad got one, his first <laughs> tattoo. Um so that's so our fossil 2022 is in the bag going to be nuts and uh all throughout the year we're going to be dropping these sort of halo-esque cut scenes that tell the story of spesh and they're going to be fully produced animated to a hollywood degree again with that marvel example there's going to be hella easter eggs up in those cut scenes there's going to be seven cut scenes in the year um and they're going to drop throughout the year so that when people watch them uh, you get to sort of hopefully pin point out these uh, Easter eggs and start coming up with your own theories and maybe it'll help you and get you ahead of the curve as to what's coming next. Um, so really leaning into that, you know, story building, that lore building and all the things that come out of that. I mean, the possibilities are really endless. Love it. Thank you for that. Never, how's, that how, how's that? No, I appreciate it. You know, I, I think the, the first thing that you said where find the one that speaks to me, you know, I've been trying to trying to find that one. And as the floor keeps dropping a little bit, you know, I'm seeing a couple that are that are there, but I know there's going to be one that just pops in there. I'm going to snipe it real quick and, you know, the rest will be history. So appreciate oh, yeah. the insight um, and hoping to hop aboard in the next couple days. Hell yeah, man. Can't wait to see what you get. It really is all about just finding that one that speaks to you, you know? So appreciate you, dude. Yeah, you you know, I, I think with all these PFPs, you want it to be something you can hang up on a wall. Um, if it's not that, you know, maybe maybe try and flip it and sell it for one that you do like. But that's kind of how I see it. So appreciate the insight, guys, and keep up the good work. Appreciate you all the best. All right, let's... Uh... My man, when milk. Hey, what up? What up? Uh, I got a really short break. I just wanted to pop in to say, uh, Dan, you actually bought my cool cat a few days ago. I think that's pretty cool. And um, bro, I um, Ryan actually, uh, Ryan from my team told me that last night, and uh, he was like, "Did you know the cool cat you bought was from a from someone who had like hella species?" And I was like, "No fucking way, dude! I I literally had no idea." And it just goes to show how 
how magical and supportive this space is. I realized after the fact, so I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, you giving that one up to me, man. I promise I'll take care of it. Awesome. Yeah, it's such a great cut. Like the robe and the face, the derp, so cool. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, maybe Dan knows I have a rectangle um, and a genie and a gummy. <laughs> like maybe he knows that. I don't know. Dude, I'm so happy it worked out that way, man. And I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's just it's all love in the in the space and between communities and um it's 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 so magical that it worked out that way cool cool all right i gotta go cheers appreciate love you dropping by much love sweet let's uh let's bring liz on should be connecting here i was gonna you there there we go liz all you Hi, guys. Um, thank you for letting me ask a question. So I think I remember hearing that um, your work has been going on for like 26 years, right? So you kind of had a community built in. So for smaller artists that are trying to get started, what do you think is the best way to build community? Thanks. Yeah, good question. Um, I, I think the best way to build a community is to be, of course, putting out the work that you're most proud of. And that speaks to you because if it speaks to you, that means it's going to speak to others in a way. So, you know, the videos that I, I think changed my life most, um, from the ones that I put out in terms of how, how viral they went, um, were always the videos that came from a very real place in my heart, in my soul, you know, um, my first video being how irked uh, and annoyed I was at at fa people on Facebook just spreading misinformation and you know starting fights with each other and I made this dumb little video about you know how the internet is an amazing tool that could be used for amazing things and you should stop being dumb on it and everybody loved that they all resonated with it everybody agreed with it so if you put out work that you're proud of and that you feel you know, carries a little bit of you, you know, carries that messaging that you believe in and puts out into the world, uh, those good vibes that, that you hope to do. It's going to cat, it's going to eventually find those people, you know, it's, it's, especially with like platforms like TikTok that popped up in the past few years, it's really never been easier to find your audience as niche as it might be. Um, so if, if, you're putting the stuff out there that you're feeling, you're feeling like it's your best work. It will find its audience. And that's a very new thing in the internet. Like it wasn't the case. That wasn't the case a few years ago. Um, so yeah, and just interacting with people also just hitting other artists up that you respect, you love their work, you know, hitting them up on Instagram, just showing them some respect and love. And maybe they'll Danny, on out. that, on the portion that you just mentioned, which is interacting with people. How much of the equation and or how much time do you spend, did you spend, do you dedicate to your DMs or like the life cycle of a piece of content? Where is your head on that? Because it's one thing to find an audience or to have put out, to have talent, right? To create something that draws emotion from people once they see it. How, it will, what is different is you can go to the MoMA and you can walk around and you can see someone's work and be like, oh my goodness, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And they have no way to communicate with that individual. 
where, how important to your success or the fact that you now have a community or people that care about your work was responding to the DM or the, you put out a video, it goes viral. Now you have a hundred comments. I need to take an hour to respond to them. Integral, not integral. Where are you at on that? It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. Stay up that little extra hour later, you know, to, to respond to, to the people that very realistically could make your life better than it was yesterday. You know, your, your videos, your art, your pictures, your whatever, it's only fueled by the people that love it, you know, and, and, and the people loving it is what takes it to, to parts and places that you never would have thought possible. So, so yeah, when I was just starting out, man, holy shit, I was like, I would be waiting for the subway in New York city, responding to comments and DMS, like any moment that I had a few minutes to do that. Um, you know, obviously I'm a little busier now, but dude, the first three years, two, three years, it was all I did. And I still always respond to 20 to 50 comments whenever I put out a new video. Um, because I do, I do, I owe everything to these people. You know, the least I could do is like their comment or show them some love or, joke around with them in the comments or the discord like so i think that's vital man if you were to think about how integral it is it's 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 very you know i i i truly believe that so many careers were made just off of that one dm you know Mm -hmm. that one comment um and you know like dude like i got like (laughs) celebrities following me only because i commented something funny on their post i got seth rogan following me (laughs) I got mm-hmm. a little Nas X following me. You know, these are lifelong connections that maybe turn into something someday, you know, all because mm-hmm. I just threw a comment that took me 30 seconds to make. Like, it's everything, man. It's absolutely everything. That's amazing. And I think it's a good way to wrap it up because even you taking the time to come on this, you know, space, I know like you got a million things going on. And again, I've had the, you know, the, uh, grateful to spend time in and around Gary for the, the length that I have. But one thing that I'm always fascinated with is like the life cycle of content does not end when you hit publish, it begins. And even if you have no followers, if one person is interested, man, I would get to know the middle name of that person. I'd get to know everything you can about that person and really actually care because if they're supporting you there to your point, there's probably a better likelihood that they're going to tell someone new about your work than you may even. And that's I, dude, dude. And, and, you know, to like throw you and your whole team and, and carry some love. I mean, I feel like a, a big driving home point for me, um, was through y'all just putting that out there and making it very well known that that's where you should be spending your time and energy, or at least thinking more about, when I was, you know, that, that kid that I was, that, that starving artist kid who was living in Brooklyn in 2016, 2017, and got lucky with that first animated video that blew up, like, those were the things that I was thinking about. All those real good lessons, good things to, to be putting out there, responding to comments, you know, sleeping a little less, you know, just making sure you're putting in the hours and, and working hard, like, that's truly all thanks to to you and your crowd, man. So it's come full circle that that I'm on this right now, man. It's right. Really cool. 
I love it, man. Well, look, I appreciate your time. Everyone that's been in here for an hour and five minutes, I appreciate you. Um, let's give a final sign off. Where can people see your work? Obviously, your Twitter is right here. Um, where can they check out your project and what's your Discord? Hell yeah. So, Discord is Cool Man's Universe. Uh, you could find all the links to OpenSea in the Discord at coolmansuniverse.com. Um, and I'm also on Instagram and TikTok, Cool Man Coffee Dan. Uh, I'm on YouTube, Danny Casal. You know, you could type my name up in Google. I'm sure all that, all that will pop up. And appreciate yep. you, uh, you having me here, man. Love it. All the best, bro. Enjoy the rest of the day. All right. Love you, dude. Talk soon. Take Love care. Peace. Peace. Bye, everybody. Hi. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out every single live Twitter space on our Twitter at 1.37 p.m.